Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 209th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by AP.net and those sexy, sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm your not so humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8Bit. And joining me today, the other half of my Wolfpack, the Kevin Nash to my Scott Hall. We talk about Miss Ellie Hart. How you doing today, Miss Hart? What's going on? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm just doing the little <laughs> Wolfpack thing to the webcam right now. The little, the little visual cue for our That's listeners. That's it. That's it. So, uh, yeah, listeners just visualize me going right to the webcam with the little Wolfpack mm-hmm. hand symbol. And we're sort of doing the tapper tapper. <laughs> but anyway, I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, Saturday morning. The sun is shining. Uh, I've sort of started to redo the studio on here, so I'm slightly differently positioned than uh than you used to see in but uh making it work yeah, it's screwing me over i'm so used to you sitting in a certain location i just realized my zoom meeting thing has kevin mm-hmm. yeah i just realized that as i was making a comment about your background and i've got a muscly man as my background so i do apologize i had to but- sort of wait and see on that because i've been looking for a while all i could see is the arms because he sort of got his arms on his hips and i couldn't see the rest of him so i was trying to work out just off the arms and the tattoo i could see who it was and i couldn't get it until you till you moved out of the way yeah it's uh, just a weird coincidence that mm-hmm. you ended up calling me um the same person who's sitting mm-hmm. right behind me in the zoom meeting yes. uh but fixing up the studio is always fun it's good to get a bit of a refresh yeah, it's uh, it takes a bit longer than expected. I bought some like little cable management trays and bolted Ooh, them under the yeah. desk as well. So I've got like my power boards and all my little power bricks and stuff off the ground now. So it's a bit, just have a look. It's a bit tidier under there. Uh, still got some boxes and stuff you can't see just over to my left here that I need to work through. But I'm just uh, you know, doing it in stages. I bought a uh, like a little leather single seater recliner. I'm going to put in over in the corner there and sort of have it as little little cash space as well at the same time. So we're, we're chipping away. Wow, a leather recliner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook reading? Marketplace coming through with the goods. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try not to get uh, stabbed or anything. I'll try not to. They they seem friendly enough during the chat discussion, so uh, we'll see how it goes when I when I go meet they them. I might need to take a do. weapon. <laughs> so what have you been up to game wise? Uh, I have been playing all the things. Uh, we we dabbled for a hot minute on on this past Sunday or your Saturday, playing a bit of Fall Guys. No crowns mm. for myself or yourself. You were close, very yeah. close, very very close was literally ripped out of your grasp by a portal man or portal yeah. person. Yeah, a little portal bot. Yeah, it's. I'm getting so used to it now. Like the rubber banding is like just, and the lag, like I'm just so used to, if I win, I'm shocked. Even when like the crown is like right there, it could be in my hands and I just, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait till what the game tells me happened because like I do not trust this game anymore. Maybe. Yeah, and I feel that I like, I was watching you uh, when we were playing last weekend and there was a, a tail tag 
where <laughs> this guy Superman dove like across the map to you in the last second and somehow grabbed your tail from yeah. 50 meters away. Like it was so bananas. On but, an uh, incline too. Like yeah. I was I was on like a higher level. He was below, but he still got it easy. Yeah, it was it was scummy. But outside oh. of that, uh, I've been playing a few games. I've just finished the uh, the first chapter of Tell Me Why, which is Ooh. the Xbox exclusive uh, from Don't Nod. Uh, it's it's another one of those uh, episodic narrative based adventure games, I guess you could you could call it. Mm-hmm. And it's centered around two twins, which is Allison and Tyler Ronan, and you go back to your childhood home in Alaska, and uh, come to terms with some some pretty hectic stuff that happened when you were kids. I uh, don't want to go into full spoilers. Uh, but it's 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 pretty cool. It's it's more more of that don't nod uh, emotional herky jerkiness. You could say like uh, some of the decisions and and some of the the storylines that play out during your experience as the twins. Uh, I think it can resonate with a lot of people, especially like mm-hmm. a lot of younger people going through uh, you know maturity and and bullying and uh, Tyler especially like. Uh, from from childhood to to now he's uh transitioned uh to a male so uh he's the first sort of i guess lead transgender character in gaming uh i think which was one of the the biggest um dot points when this game was first announced about a year and a half ago seeing Mm. a, a transgender lead and how that's handled and and i think don't nod handle that with a lot of respect and a lot of appreciation and care to that topic so it's good it's good to see uh, how that was sort of portrayed on the screen. Uh, I'm looking forward to episode uh, two and three. Like episode two dropped, I think, yesterday, and then episode three comes out a week later. So they're churning this out really quickly. They aren't making a pretty long wait. So I'm looking forward to to finishing this arc with the uh, with the Ronan twins over the next couple of weeks. But uh, it's going to wait because I've been playing Avengers uh, the last couple of days, and boy howdy. This is pretty freaking good. Ah, all the now? all this uh, negative Nelly action going out there and, and people poo-pooing the game. I'm loving it. I'm really enjoying my time. Um, I've just been playing the the single player campaign at the moment. I haven't jumped on and done anything online. I've just been dealing with this this standalone story they've put together. The story's great. The characters are cool. Kamala Khan is one of my favorite new video game characters of this year. Uh, yeah. I love. Love the character, love the the enthusiasm and the exuberance that she shows. Like it's very true to the comics, and just sort of seeing her, uh, you know, idolize these people and then working in alongside them, and that just excitement that she's got. Like she's like constantly like you know this pinch me, I'm dreaming type of mentality she's got. It's it's really nice to see. It's got a lot of heart. The combat's nice. Um, I'm really digging it. Like the graphics are real pretty. The soundtrack is cool. The voice acting's great. I'm liking this this original story they've put together in the the Avengers or the Marvel universe, and yeah, I, I can't wait to play more of this. Like, uh, I I don't know how it's re- uh, reviewing or scoring at the moment. I might actually check Metacritic right now as we as yeah. we talk. But what do you think? Have you been watching anyone play? I have been watching different people play this game, and I've got to tell you, it's a very boring game to watch. It's a lot of same, same. It's a lot of punch, 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 grab, punch, yeah. punch, punch, go there, punch, punch, punch. Exactly. It looks like a lot of a lot of the muchness. I've got to still say it still looks like a beautiful game. It looks like really, really nice. But I am seeing a lot of like technical issues that people are having, like people getting 
just completely booted out of their game, moments freezing. Someone had absolutely no dialogue in a cutscene. So the, okay. they had no idea what was happening. It was just like no dialogue. So, and it's, it's definitely been reported on Twitter. Like a lot of people have been experiencing some kind of technical issues. I'm curious because I'm hearing a lot of like mixed things in regards to the story campaign. Now, a lot of people have said the story, single player story campaign is great it's really really good but then a lot of people have also kind of mentioned that maybe it wasn't thought out as much or it didn't get the same love and attention as maybe the multiplayer did yeah um because i haven't really played the multiplayer i can't go a hard yay or nay on that but Mm -hmm. i feel they could probably add a little bit more to maybe the variety of of the the campaign missions that you go through because it does feel a little bit same same samey just in you know, different environments, you know, more unique locations, but it, the, the the gameplay loop is, is pretty much the same right from the gotcha. jump. But um, I'm, I'm just really digging it. So it's 72 at the moment on um, on Metacritic. So okay. not the best, clearly, but it's not a complete dumpster fire. Like, I think anything in the 70s, I think, is a pretty passable score. I'd probably rate it a little bit higher at the moment with with my experience so far. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe like an 80 just because I'm really enjoying it. Like I'm really loving the the characters and it's and it's very refreshing from a lot of the other games I've been playing lately which are which are, which are pretty bleak, pretty heavy where this is a little bit lighter in tone. Uh, mm-hmm. and there is some some cool elements in the game that break up the gameplay loop a little bit where like um like You've probably seen it and it's been showcased in a lot of the, the gameplay and the trailers, but there's a part where you're trying to escape like a very enraged Hulk and it's like oh, this yeah. like horror game chase scene part. You're running through and he's smashing through stuff and trying to grab you and whatever else. So I like that they break up the the, the, the gameplay mechanic in that regard. But uh, yeah, it's just really fun to play. I like the I like the skill trees. I like that you can sort of customize your your... Uh, Avengers members how you see fit whether it be yeah. from a playstyle perspective or an aesthetics perspective you can put pretty quirky skins on them uh, ones from various uh, you know comic universes and things like that too so yeah everyone that you build is going to be unique to you uh, or at least there's a high probability it's going to be unique for myself as opposed to everybody else uh, so I like that about it I'm going to try and play some of the the multiplayer over the weekend to, to just start fleshing out the full experience but as far as the single player campaign like i'm i'm very impressed by it so far and uh you know, crystal dynamics and square and everybody else that's involved like you know hat tip to everybody and thanks to, to square and uh bandai namco for for slinging us a, a copy to to play and review so uh very appreciative of that but yeah i'm really digging it i'm digging the single player and i can't wait to play more of this over the weekend like I, and i can see it like um from what I captured story-wise, it's it seems like a really, like, you know, good story. I wouldn't say it was too punchy, but, I you know, it's engaging enough and it's good, you know, involving the characters that it does. It was interesting seeing how they kind of switched between characters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I absolutely, from what I've seen of the different costumes, Hulk's, I don't know what the outfit's called. It looks kind of like, you know, island beach party kind of outfit where he's wearing like a hat and a hawaiian shirt kind of thing so that's kind of cute yeah i like that you can make the characters just look dumb like (laughs) maybe dumb's not the right word but i guess completely out of place for the the world they're in you know yeah they're they're fighting you know trying to save the world i guess for for lack there of a better term like they're here to try and keep everybody safe and yeah they're in like a 
a Hawaiian shirt or like flip flops or casual this or retro that. Like it's it's quirky, but I like that they give you that freedom and customization. Like yes, there is a, a, a web store where you can you can buy these skins outright or you can earn them uh, throughout the game as well. So no doubt they're getting getting a pretty substantial clip of the ticket with some of these like epic or, or you know rare skins and game tags and stuff like that. But mm. yeah, really digging it, really really digging it. And um, yeah, Sandra Saad as as Kamala Khan has been a pleasant surprise. She's right up there with with one of my favorite characters in gaming this year and it's just just yeah. it's got she's got a lot of heart which I love about this game like um and and just sort of seeing uh, her as as a young enthused uh teenager and then she sort of gets into early adulthood when the game jumps you know five or so years after after the big situation that happens on A day but yeah I'm, I'm keen to play more of it and and see where this story takes me and and want to try and get the single player finished over the weekend and then then start deep diving on the uh on the multiplayer and see if I'm going to cop any bugs because at the moment I haven't copped yeah. any of that I haven't had any any tearing I haven't had any dialogue missing no no DCs mm. nothing it's just been rock solid my PS4 Pro sounds like it's going to blow up though like <laughs> the jet engine is whirring like it's never done uh, or I'd probably lie it's word like that on quite a few of the big AAA games, but it feels like it's getting pushed to its limits uh, with this game. Yeah. Um, the only only one sort of jarring moment I've felt playing this game though is there's you're doing a mission with with Kamala and uh, and Hulk, and uh, you know the the mission ends and you are Hulk and you're, you're doing some battling and stuff, and then then it ends and it cuts to this sort of computer that Kamala Khan's working on, and then all of a sudden. Hulk's back as Bruce Banner, but you don't see the transition. He's and he's clothed already, and I'm like, I'm sitting there going, "Where did he get all these clothes?" Like, I, I know he can sort of jump in and out, but where did he get these sequence. clothes? Yeah, I'm like, I what's s- going on here? Where did you find this Avengers hoodie all of a sudden? Where was that? Yeah, I, I, I know exactly which sequence you're talking about. I saw that too, and I'm like, I'm sorry, where did that come from? You should be. I guess you can't have a grown man sitting naked in front. of Exactly. Young female Exactly. So so maybe like probably reading too heavily into little things like that, but maybe. they're they're the little things I'm picking up on. Like and, th- and that's the only one of note. It's good because I know that like based on the beta, like there wasn't a lot of good feedback. There was like, you know, a, a good chunk of people that were obviously probably more Marvel fans and just waiting for this kind of game in general and they enjoyed it but there was quite a lot of backlash of people who didn't enjoy what they experienced through the beta so but the turnaround looks massive on this like it looks like a lot of people have changed their opinions Mm -hmm. it looks like a lot of people actually changed their opinions after accessing the campaign so um it seems like a positive I am actually quite surprised by the Metacritic score yeah 72 would be higher so did I. I thought it was going to maybe poll around 80-odd, to be honest. That's but... what I was expecting, honestly. Because, like like I said, like people have been experiencing like technical issues, but I, I just feel like I've been hearing more positive than anything. So Yeah. I, I think one thing they probably didn't do very well from a marketing perspective is clarify that there is this big, in-depth single-player campaign. I've noticed a lot of people were very surprised that that existed in the game. They just thought it was this this shared online experience. They didn't really mm. know that there was a big meaty standalone singular offering. So I think they probably could have doubled down and focused and emphasized that more in their war table discussions and stuff because it's, it's really good. I'm really vibing it so far. And uh, <laughs> yeah, can't wait to finish it. And yeah, just, just really happy. And I feel 
this is like a little little taster of what we're going to expect with uh, you know something like Suicide Squad. I feel this oh. is the this is like the lighter version. Like Suicide Squad, it's going to be different tonally, but I feel a lot of these gameplay mechanics and, and loops are going to be consistent across both of these both of these uh, franchises. Yeah, well, fingers crossed, but I'm definitely not going to get my hopes up on anything because I don't yeah. want to be let down. Because yeah. it can happen. It is DC. <laughs> but you know what? Oh. They they make good games. Or they've they've made good they've games made recently. Good games. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself? What have you been doing? Uh, so I finally got to jump on the nostalgia wagon and uh, got on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1-2. 1-2? 1-2? um and by golly like like i know playing the warehouse demo was just fun enough but then now loading into it with all the stuff like the videotape the skate letters the hydrants the box and like like it's just like it's the craziest nostalgia trip but there's this like element of like the game's faster like a lot faster or have we just slowed down do you feel (laughs) Well, it gets worse. So (laughs) I was playing it and I got motion sickness. Really? Yeah. Goodness gracious, you had to put the controller down. Yeah, I got dizzy. Like I got really like lightheaded from like, I guess just, you know, 360s and spinning around and fucking crashing into the ground a lot. But... (laughs) by golly did it happen i appreciate loading into the game it just straight up says hey there's a tutorial and i'm like yes sir i need that um <laughs> i've never don't played judge me place. mr hawk <laughs> hey mr hawk don't judge but yes i do need all the help in the world um i've never played on playstation so um it was good to go through this tutorial the tutorial's pretty pretty good pretty like straightforward and they kind of explain to you these are the basics you don't have to do everything but like mm-hmm. do the basics and then if you want to get better or you want to learn like even more exclusive stuff come back well you know we'll teach you how to do more you know like harder tricks or whatever so i did the bare minimum and then yeah just straight loaded in and i was like i was getting really pissy because i'm like why do i like do i really have to play as tony hawk until i start unlocking things i got like really like kind of like man like and i was really bad too like i was having a really bad time playing i'm like man i'm shit man this is really bad (laughs) like i'm like oh well you know the music's great the environment's great i'm like really enjoying just like being back here and then um I got motion sickness. (laughs) I I locked the school, played a bit of that, and then I got motion sickness. I'm like, all right, you know what? That's enough. So I'm like saving the game, backing out. I'm like, man, I really wish there was like another character. I back out straight back to the main screen and I'm looking at Tony Hawk and then just below his feet, there's like a little triangle symbol. I'm like, don't fucking tell me. And I click (laughs) it and there's all the other characters. There's all the characters. How have okay. you found with the characters? Because I know they've they've used the old roster, but I like that they've made them current age. So they've it all aged great. from what they were from the from the back end of the nineties. It looks great, like just seeing them like aged a bit. So because I finally learnt how to access the other characters <laughs> straight away to Chad, and I'm like, all right, you know, Chad still looks like himself, just you know, add a few years or so, um, a few rough years, um. And then loading into the game and then I nailed everything. It, it just felt clicked. good. It just like, you know, they're like 
handling of the game just improved dramatically because he's the only character I really played. Um, you got your boy back. You got my boy back. And, I, the, you know, my playability came back and then I actually enjoyed it a lot more. Still got motion sickness. That but... was going to be my question. I was going <laughs> to see if the musker was immune to the sickness, but apparently yeah, not. No. And the funny thing is, is that the game actually gives you this option to kind of like back out, like zoom out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that helps at all. Like, I think <laughs> I've obviously got to move away from the big screen TV. I'm trying to remember what TV I originally played this on and I'm assuming it was like your old school, like 42 It would inch, not be like as big as small. what we got today, yeah. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> Big 30-inch or something like that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm going to have to figure my way around it. But, I mean, just overall playability, it's great. Having the tunes just, like, like cycling through and having the option just to skip just by pressing, um, like, I think it was R3. So you just skip through and just just seeing these familiar stages but just really polished as well just really polished up um is it's really great so anyone that's wondering if it really hits that nostalgia note it does but you i'm i mean everyone's probably going to be as shocked as i was with just how fast it was like Mm -hmm. it was a little bit confronting i don't think i ever played you know how they remastered it like they remastered and released it Mm-hmm. I don't know how many years ago. I never played that. So I'm not sure if there's like some middle ground that maybe people got used to that I unfortunately kind of had to do a skip and then a jump to this one. Um, but yeah, I essentially went from like Nintendo 64 to this. <laughs> so that's uh, that's how my gap was. So, But it's great. It's lots of fun. The um, Having the old, like old school characters there and then the new school characters. I haven't customize my character yet i've seen the customization screen it's you know like for what they give you at this base like it's pretty pretty limited um girls don't really have a lot of femininity in their face i I don't know how um you know detailed they really went in with that Mm -hmm. but um there's also all these um like kind of like shop items so if you complete challenges you kind of log them in and then you can like usually get extra items like tattoos and uh you know d- uh, new decks um one thing that's really cool is they've got um animated like skate decks and oh really really they look really cool that's <laughs> like, awesome they look really cool so um yeah so there's a lot of things like you know you can complete the challenges move the challenges towards other things and then obviously Completing challenges also unlocks other skins for your characters. I think if you complete a certain amount of challenges, you can also unlock like videos, like actual videos as well to watch. So, yeah. What are you, what are you playing on? Are you on PlayStation? Yeah. Okay. God damn it. I need to get a coffee on PlayStation then. I got an <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> I think I'm like the lone Xbox soldier for Tony Hawk. Everyone else is on PlayStation. Yeah. You know what? Xbox didn't even come to mind when this was announced for some reason. I just went, yeah, PlayStation. That makes sense. <laughs> Sorry. That's so. all right. I'm, I'm like the last holdout. I'm like any, any sort of multi-platform AAA, I'm like, yeah, I'm going Xbox. Then I see everyone over there. I'm looking through the window, single tear <laughs> down my cheek. Everyone's partying, having yeah. a great time. And you're just I'm out in the rain. The window. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like anyone that's on the fence about it, I think it's a good investment. Like, Cheap I mean, too. it's good price, you know, and I know that a lot of places actually been selling it even like cheaper, like, like this here in Australia, the- you can get it for about 50, 50 to 55 bucks maximum, which is, you know, it's, it's still good 50, for 50 odd bucks, but that's super cheap for a game and all well, two games really in essence. Yes. 
Well, yeah, it's two games. Um, have they added much to it? I can't really exclusively say if I feel like there's been much more added, but I mean, for considering how much detail they put into it and how much they fixed it up and how much they kind of like, you know, took it from its original, um, like, you know, graphics and then moved it up onto for this generation. I think it's worth it. Like, I'm trying to think, like, because you you get the you get one and two, and I think you get the builder mode. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, what so the you third got creator skater was. and creator park. Yeah. So the creator park could take you know that that in itself is a very deep rabbit hole to go down as far as building your dream park or your nightmare park. So, <laughs> um, so I I personally think the investment's there. I mean, why yeah. not? Like, how long till the next? like the next game well we're looking at like cyberpunk and assassin's creed and watchdogs at the back end of october early november yeah so there you go you got some downtime everyone yeah 100 percent. and obviously local split screen co-op or local split screen and then online multiplayer as well so you can get on and and, you know do some stiffies with your friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah everyone should do some positively reviewed yeah uh, (laughs) 86 on on Metacritic for PC and Xbox and 88 on PlayStation 4. Always weirds me out when it's inconsistent. Like you'd think PlayStation and Xbox would be pretty pretty even, Steven, because it's near identical hardware for most part. And then PC <laughs> could be the outlier because obviously you can you can have a pretty beefy PC or a very underpowered PC. So mm. yeah, but 88 or 86 on um, yeah PC and Xbox. So. Well reviews, better better reviews than uh, the Avengers. So there you go. Take that as you will. Yes, we know who picked this better game this week. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> you got me. All right. So a quick bit of housekeeping. Uh, episode nine of the Hungry Game Show is dropping live this week on Patreon.com forward slash We Are Eight Bit, and it's starring Benny McJanet, and he's leaving Earthrealm to do battle with Mortal Kombat Eleven. So let's see if it ends up in a flawless victory or if the trivia game fatalities his ass. Uh, also, when you're done checking that out on patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit, obviously head over to 8bit.net, 8bitnation.net or shop8bit.net if you want to check out our official web store. Get yourself some sweet 8-bit swag from there. Uh, when you're done checking out our stuff, obviously audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au if you want that local link. Get yourself some of the best audio equipment on the market. We're talking headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, turntables, in-ear, over-ear, noise cancelling, Bluetooth, all those buzzwords and necessities that you're needing for your audio goodness. It is all there and is all fantastic, especially those limited edition ATH-M50 purple 8-bit headphones. Get a copy of them before they sell out. And when you're done getting some merch and some audio equipment, head on over to iTunes, give us a rating and a review and a subscription if you can. Five stars would be appreciated, but just just be honest. You know, if it's not five stars, tell us why. We'll take it on board and we'll try and get better. But yeah, be sure to rate, review, subscribe us as well as all the other podcasts in the hashtag 8-Bit Collective or all the other podcasts you're listening to on the reg. And lastly, we have uh, got some some 8-Bit members uh, participating in a couple of upcoming PAX online panels. Check out the directory over on the PAX website now. All the all the listings and the times, depending on your time zone, is, is there to convert. So uh, we've got John O'Peck chairing an episode of Putting In Work with Yuri Lowenthal and Jennifer Hale. I've uh, heard good things. Haven't haven't been able to get a sneak peek of it yet. Jono will not open it up to his friends because he's a bastard, but we love him. But uh, be sure to check it out on PAX Online's very succinct agenda. And the other one uh, we've got Before You Go Live 2.0 
which is a panel that we uh, co-hosted a couple of years ago with Audio Technica. So it is uh, myself as well as Matt Stallone and Gary Boss from Audio Technica in the United States talking about Ooh. tips and trips, uh, tips and tricks and factoids as far as content creation, uh, things to be mindful of with microphones, headphones, some software tips and tricks, as well as a little bonus where I talk about why pink glazed donuts are the best donuts. So be sure to check out that panel as well. Uh, recorded my little segments this week and it was an absolute pleasure to be involved in that. So shout out again to Legends Audio Technic for putting that together, as well as the Legends at PAX for putting this crazy online-only experience, uh, you know, several days of just insanity and awesomeness and news and reveals and panels. Like, uh, you know, we've got plenty of things coming up over the next few weeks to get excited for. So, yeah, set your watches to uh, yeah, check out our two panels that we're part of. So, very excited for that. Mm, exclusively with Australia's John <laughs> Yes, yes. I, I apologise for underselling you there. Yeah, Jono. Australia's John Peck. That is what he is now forever known as uh, because, yeah, the, the press release on that talked him up like he's uh, he's up there with Scott Morrison as far as the uh, the infamy. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe not Scott Morrison. Is he at Hugh Jackman levels? Hugh Jackman's pretty special to me. Well, I mean, technically he was, on, he was on Tony Hawk levels. That's true. Yeah, same. Tony Hawk levels. He did get mentioned in the same breath as Tony Hawk. So There we go. Yeah, that's, uh, that's no small feat. No. And Hell yeah. Apparently Pink Donuts and some bullshit going on in the Audio Technica one. Pink oh, yeah. donuts, really? They're the best. Pink glazed. I'm going to have to see this panel. Oh, yeah. It's uh, very controversial, but yeah, pink glazed is the best. Case closed. On to some news. This week's news headlines. All right. Got a few little quick hitters for y'all. First, CD Projekt Red confirms next generation version of The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3 is coming to next gen console hardware at a date to be confirmed later. There's been no sort of release window announced just yet, but they have confirmed that it is designed to incorporate a range of visual and, uh, and technical improvements. It is the complete edition of the game, including all expansion packs and additional content, and it'll be available as a free update for those who already own the game. So uh, this is just one of many next-gen enhancements and improvements that a lot of these developers are getting involved in where they're going to have an optimized for ps5 and um you know xbox series x version of the game but it's it's cool like this game came out in 2015 so it's five years on and it's getting another wow. fresh coat of paint <laughs> but obviously it's been selling really well and then we got a big beefy spike off the back of the the netflix witcher tv series yeah. uh the, the the three games as a whole now have sold over 50 million copies and uh the witcher 3 i think is responsible for around 30 million or so give or take of those sales so it's makes sense it's uh you know it's it's a bit of a world beater but yeah more more next gen uh, more more the witcher 3 and some some next gen uh upgrades and enhancements i'm, I'm keen mm. i don't think i'm going to go back because it's a hell of an investment but i can appreciate them for doing this while yeah. also juggling cyberpunk yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, they do not have time on their hands. Um, <laughs> Got to get a game out. Thank you mm -hmm. very much. I'd like to see how much it improves graphically because, I mean, you can only... Well, I'm not talking about Tony Hawk, but, like, you can only, like, polish it up and, like, you know, lift it to a level that, you know, that you can without really putting in a lot of work into it. So, um, I mean, this could be an opportunity for me to finally play The Witcher 3 if it looks yeah. good enough. So, maybe... 
maybe it's becoming skyrim like it is just going on everything like it's on the switch now it's obviously on all the consoles and pc now it's going to be on next gen we'll never i doubt we'll ever see it on a smartphone but like yeah it is it is just getting plugged into everything and it makes sense because a lot of people are very hyped on the witcher at the moment with with the netflix successes and then obviously they've got the anime style spin-off and now they've mm-hmm. announced the prequel and then they've got the seek like the second season of the mainline witcher series and it's just you know witcher 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 everywhere so i'll take more of it yeah is it on it's it's not on the switch yet is it yeah or it's on it? switch yeah it's oh, ready to well, roll on the switch diggity dog yeah then it is the uh the skyrim mm-hmm. completely unrelated but also uh having much success Fall Guys bidding contest raises one million US dollars for special effect. Esports club G2 Esports, FPS training game Aim Lab, and content creators Tyler Ninja Blevins and Jimmy Mr Beast Donaldson have pledged to donate one million dollars to UK-based charity Special Effect. This is the result of a two-week-long bidding contest organised by the Fall Guys Twitter account. On August 17th, it launched a battle of the brands, with companies invited to tweet the highest amount of money they'd be willing to donate to Special Effect. The highest bidder would get its brand included in Mediatonic's hit Battle Royale game as a costume. So we've got uh, four unique costumes coming our way via this sort of charity drive. Awesome to see. Like, I watched it when it first played out at the start of August and people were like, yeah, 10 grand, 50 grand, and then it got to like 100 grand, 300 grand, and then the old big dickers just came out and they just went, here's a million, I'll see you a million, I'll see you a million. Like, it is awesome to see. Yeah, and I I like how they kind of went with this because I think uh, it was probably between like Ninja and uh, Mr Beast with the throwing down like a good like five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Um, but the the idea that all like four of them came together just so that they could put them like they knew it was going to a charity, so they said, all right, let's work together and just slam down a million bucks to this charity so we can make a real, you know, real difference, and um. I'm really, really glad that, like, that Fall Guys had the success that they did and then with that they went and did some good with it, you know? Like, you hardly ever see brands kind of take that route and um, I I just think it's really positive. Like, we make fun of the Fall Guys Twitter for their, you know, meme-tastic, you know, way that they kind of present themselves but, I mean the engagement, the popularity, just the constant referencing and everything, it put themselves on a higher level and I guess a bigger outreach. Mm-hmm. So then they were able to do something extremely positive and $1 million to this um, charity special effects. So um, it's like video games, accessibility for people with um, special needs. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think this is great. For, and then because of um, because four people went in and because of the amount, the Fall Guys team has decided that, yeah, we'll be getting four skins. So, yeah. I, just a, four, Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. I can't even... I can't believe I didn't even pick up that one. I was too much in wholesome mode that I didn't even hear that one. Yeah. Oh, it, my. It, it cut straight through the wholesomeness to me and uh, went straight to doodle-based jokes and it got me good. <laughs> how, do you, how do you sell that now? Four character... Skins. Mm. Yeah. Anywho, there's a multiple good skins charity. for four very talent, talented uh, industry pillars. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it's awesome to see. And yeah, special effect do awesome work. Uh, it's really good to see. Uh, yeah, people with special needs and uh, disabilities still being able to enjoy themselves and play video games. Like they make custom rigs and 
and accessibility uh, options and, and, and creations for them to still be able to play games even if their their movement and um, physical abilities aren't where they'd like them to be. So it's great to see. And uh, yeah, more of this, please. More using your platform for good. And uh, yeah, shout out, to, shout out to everybody there at Mediatonic uh, because this game just keeps popping off. Like it's, I think they're at 1.5 million Twitter followers now. Oh God. Which is bananas. And it's just going to keep going. Yeah. Season two starts in October, right? Yeah. Yeah. But more of this, more more raising money for good causes, like making a skin. Yes, it would take some development time to make this happen. But in the grand scheme of things, if you can put someone on this from various development studios to, to do types of things like this within games to, to raise money and raise awareness for great causes, do it. You know, No excuses. Just make it happen. Mm-hmm. All right, the next little banger. Twitch now lets anyone host Amazon Prime Video Watch Parties. And Twitch has rolled out its Watch Parties feature to all creators worldwide, allowing the platform streamers and subscribers to watch Amazon Prime Video together. The Verge reports that anyone with an Amazon Prime Video account can now host a public watch party when accessing Twitch via a desktop, with other Amazon Prime Video account holders invited to participate and watch the stream. It adds, Watch Parties is currently not available on mobile devices, but Twitch is working on it and expects to roll out said feature in the coming months. It is also important to note that Amazon's library of movies and TV shows will be restricted based on an individual user's geographical location, despite the feature now being globally accessible. Amazon's catalog varies between regions, therefore the streaming of licensed content will be prohibited on titles that are unavailable in the host country. Cool little feature. I was uh, scrolling through Twitch the other night and uh, Panda TV, our boy Ryan, he was uh, watching something. So I jumped in and watched about five minutes of it. And, but that's usually my my uh, Twitch or streaming attention span. I'll, I'll give something a few minutes, then I'm off to the next one or I'm out. So yeah, gave it a crack. Cool feature. You know, it gets a little bit more of uh, inclusivity and, and feeling like you're you know, you're in a room together. I guess you could say watching a movie. You know, like the old, uh, you know, sleepover sessions or, or going to the cinemas. So I like that aspect, especially now mm. with COVID and isolation. But um, yeah, it's cool. Maybe not for me because when I like to watch a movie, I like to be engrossed in it instead of having people chattering and, and making their comments everywhere. So that's going to be yeah. the juggling act for this, I think. I've never, I've never gone to one of these like watch parties whenever they've been advertised. But I'm exactly like you. Like if I'm going to watch something, I don't want someone sitting there commentating over it. Like we're either we're either watching it or we're having a discussion about it. If it's a watch mm-hmm. party where people are having a discussion about something, I get that. But if it's like, hey, let's all watch it together, I'm like, well, then what? Like, I remember even before this, sometimes Twitch people used to try and do watch watch-alongs where they'd say everyone's sync and then on three you will press play yeah and then like some of them would have like a discord of people i'm like that's even worse that's like 20 voices over this like so i mean it's like it's i'm sure it's a good initiative and i'm sure some people have seen some positive out of it um it's obviously amazon also promoting their prime video as well because they want people to use it um i just don't know if i'd ever use it i'd be curious to see like you know what how people's um how people have been using it and then how viewers have been finding it yeah i think for more casual viewers it'd probably be ideal but i'm I'm with you like if i want to watch something i want to give it my full attention i don't want to hear johnny smith or mary sue chirping in the background about something unrelated or yelling out to their mum to bring more snacks or whatever it is like i just want to be 
in this universe that I'm watching. So yeah, I don't think I'm going to be utilizing this feature, but it's cool because it's it's bringing, like especially for a content creator, it's bringing your community together from all around the world to watch whatever it is, depending on um, obviously uh, the region and then the uh, the 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 potential uh, potential of it not being available in said region. But, Wait, uh, yeah. did they say anything about like ratings? Like no, you know, like no, no, no mentioning PG-13. as far as no, no. I think you can put anything on depending on geographical location. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I feel yeah. like there could be some issues there, but mm. I guess yeah, like oh. I guess like young young like a fourteen year old or a fifteen year old jumping into a stream and maybe they're they're playing an R eighteen movie. Maybe maybe it is just Twitch. <laughs> Twitch like protects themselves by you know verifying the age thing. Maybe that's just their little legal loophole. Once they uh, accept those terms, it's on the it's on the viewer. Yeah, I'll be very curious. Very curious. Yeah, but something else that's curious: the Batman halts production again after Robert Pattinson reportedly tests positive for COVID nineteen. He is the sick vengeance at the moment. <laughs> Although the Daily Mail claimed the Warner's DC film had begun shooting again, working around the recently diagnosed Pattinson, Variety, uh, Variety reports that people on the film team who were in contact with Pattinson are quarantining. The production is still doing contact tracing. It is unlikely that shooting will recommence until the roughly two-week quarantine period ends. Set construction and prop work continues on the Batman at Warner Brothers Studios in Leavesden. The studio has so far not commented on Pattinson's health, only saying that an unspecified crew member tested positive for the coronavirus and that they have temporarily stopped production on the Batman. So there you go. Now I know uh, why he was so sad in the trailer. He was sick. Exactly. And I'm, I'm assuming maybe Scarecrow, one of his you know, evil poison gases, was the, the cause of this. So uh, you know, there's no uh, Scarecrow at this stage. He's not even for, in this movie. Uh, we don't know. He's not yet. <laughs> he could be hiding in the shadows. Uh, hiding in your dreams. That's um, Some of the best parts of the Arkham games was those dream sequences with Scarecrow. Fucking yes. And also one of my favorite designs as well. Yeah. yeah. Second favorite bad guy. But like, I mean, I feel bad because I feel like this Batman, like, well, I, actually any time now when there's going to be a production of like Batman, there's just gotten, this feels like this dark cloud and it's just like, it's going to be hit with like, anything anything to potentially you know fuck it up so i mean it seems like it seems like they've got it pretty under control they're quarantining mm-hmm. they're putting everything inside kind of thing so did we have an actual release date for this no it's we, i think it's mid next year oh so oh, yeah okay hmm. i'm actually quite surprised that, that they were actually you know still going through production actually there's been a lot of shows where we've heard that they've actually been in production i'm pretty certain the witcher is still in production like people yep. are so i'm genuinely surprised that they've been finding a way around it october 1 next year sorry is the uh asterisk based release date at the moment depending on i guess yeah how the world plays out so yeah still on track but yeah releasing in in what 13 months time thereabouts <laughs> yeah completely unrelated note but i'm gonna go watch the new mutants tonight uh, it's oh. finally hit the cinemas, so I'm going to see what it's all about. Apparently, it's been reviewing really badly, but uh, yeah. I'm going to go do a solo cinema session tonight and uh, see what's uh, what's happening in the, the New Mutants world. I feel bad with that movie because it's got two characters. You actually you can pinpoint exactly when this movie was meant to come out based on the two key actors that they have featuring in the movie. 
um, which is the guy from Stranger Things. And I'm really bad with actors' names, by the way. I've I've made that clear. And the girl from um, Game of Thrones. You're talking about Wolf and then Maisie Williams? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) You could have said said John and Jane and I would have been like, yeah, why not? Um, Winner! But like the fact that they were like kind of like almost the key actors for this, you can kind of tell exactly when this was meant to come out. And now that it's finally come out, like after a lot of, a lot of bullshit that they had to go through, like now it's just like, ah, the movie's shit. And it's like, well, (laughs) great. Yeah. Which sucks because they are trying to go down a more horror route with, with the Marvel franchise. So I'm curious to see how it gets executed on the screen and, if it is as bad as what the uh, the critics are saying, but I'll give it a go. I'm just excited to go to the movies for the first time in forever and eat popcorn. So I don't think I'll be going to the movies anytime soon, to be honest. Yeah, I I went. Oh, I lie. I went. I went about a month ago with my mum, and event cinema is very specific with how it all rolls out. And like when you book a seat, they then pretty much block out like two rows in like a square radius around you that no one can sit. Oh, maybe so, I will go to the cinema now. That is my yeah. biggest like thing that I hate about the cinema is having to sit next to a stranger. So maybe I'll yeah. look. So that that's that worked really well, and, and everyone um, in the session we went to respected that and you know kept the space. So I liked that they're smart around it and sort of put this little invisible barrier around everybody. So yeah, I'm gonna go check out uh, yeah check out New Mutants tonight and see if I'm gonna get disappointed or if it's gonna be all right. If the Marvel trend for me can keep on keeping on. All right, something else is keeping on. Super Mario Brothers, the franchise that will not die. My goodness gracious me. And we're going to recap here the Super Mario Bros. 35th anniversary direct that occurred early, oh, yeah, earlier this week at the mm. back end of, uh, of the week. And uh, this comes via way of Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. Nintendo has at last lifted the lid on its celebrations for Super Mario Bros. 35th anniversary via a Nintendo Direct broadcast stuffed full of Mario games, old and new. Headlining the announcements was the re-release of Mario's three 3D platforming classics, Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Super Mario uh, 3D All-Stars collection will arrive on the 18th of September, but will be removed from sale at the end of next March. Bizarre. Bizarre indeed, Tom Phillips. That is so strange. We'll talk about that in a minute. Speaking of Mario collections, the original Super Mario All-Stars pack released back on the SNES is now available to play via Nintendo Switch Online. Online subscribers will find it in their catalog right now, allowing them to once play Super Mario Bros. uh, Allowing them to once again play Super Mario Bros., Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels, Super Mario Bros. 2, and Super Mario Bros. 3. A deluxe version of Wii U platformer Super Mario World, uh, Super Mario 3D World, was also revealed, officially titled Super Mario 3D World Plus Bowser's Fury. The game is a little further away from release. It'll arrive on Switch on the 12th of February 2021. On to the surprises. Beginning with a competitive multiplayer version of Super Mario Bros. inspired by Tetris 99, this is Super Mario Bros. 35 where you play against 35 other players to become the last plumber standing. It arrives on the 1st of October and will only be playable until the 31st of March 2021. Again, bizarre. And again, I agree with you, Tom Phillips. A wonderfully inventive augmented reality version of Mario Kart was also revealed. Mario Kart Live Home Circuit lets you drive real Mario Kart toys around your living room via virtual tracks which duck through and around your furniture. Either a Mario and Luigi toy will ship alongside copies on the 16th of October. It wasn't just Mario software. 
a dinky game and watch Super Mario Bros. handheld was revealed for launch on on November the 13th, neatly fitting into this year's stocking filler spot previously taken up by the NES and SNES mini consoles. This device will let you play the original Super Mario Bros. game and will act as an alarm clock, among other things. Many other Nintendo games will also get in on the celebration. Super Mario Bros. Ultimate will host an online tournament with classic Mario characters and uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate will host an online tournament with, Super, uh, with classic Mario characters and items in November and December. Super Mario Maker 2 will get an anniversary-themed Ninji speedrun course in November. And Splatoon 2 will host a Super Mario-themed Splatfest in January 2021. Perhaps most excitingly, Animal Crossing New Horizons fans will be able to add to <laughs> Super Mario will be able to add Super Mario-themed furniture to their islands, though not until March 2021. So my goodness gracious, the announcements were coming thick and fast via this direct. Quick temperature check from you. Mm-hmm. Where are you at with this? Are you excited? Do you care? Are you like going to be day one purchasing any of this? Where are you at? I didn't really care. I mean, it was interesting news to say the least, Like especially with this whole like you can buy it, but then it won't be playable and like after this specific date or like whatever like there was like a lot of weird like here we're giving you something but like it was a really weird kind of like batch of announcements um Mm -hmm. a lot of people have been super excited over that three pack of uh was it mario sunshine 64 and then galaxy i never played those two games so um like for me i didn't really have that excitement to be able to play it again so i i'll be happy to play it for the first time now on the switch so i i might actually buy it but i just wasn't as hyped as a lot of people were when the announcements were made so um, like i said like uh, mild temperature but i'll probably join in the weird thing was that mario kart toy like i watched the the video that's my kind of weird too (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like because they, they actually sold, like, little, are they called, like, RV racing cars, like the little toy ones. They yeah, yeah, they've ha- got the little little sort of figure eight loop set that you can get with little RC cars. Oh, and then, sorry, they, they then they just had just general, like, what are they called? They're just, like, just standalone, like... Like slot cars? No, it wasn't even a slot car. It was just, like, a little car that, you know, you could control with, like, a remote in your hand and just it would mm-hmm. drive around. So it, it seems very similar to that, although now they're, you know, got this little camera unit on the top of your, like, the cart. And then it's obviously going to track out a race within, you know, your house or whatever space that you put it in. And then you can, like, look down on your Switch and, like, see like physically see the location as you're like racing in it. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. But then at the same time, I'm kind of like, I can see me getting bored with this instantly. And I'm not too sure about kids either. Like I'm not too sure if, cause I mean, if kids are doing it, they'd be doing it in a house and then you could only see very limited spacing for kids to use it before they start clipping like mum or dad in the ankles. So, or running over the cat, you know? So it's cool, but then it's also like, yeah, but it's also a bit weird. Not really into it as well. So it, it was very, it was a very Nintendo presentation. Like <laughs> the the announcements they had, like it's just, yep, this is what Nintendo do. Like the Super Mario 3D All Stars Collection, I'm excited for that. Like I loved those three games. Uh, 
it, it's blown up in a lot of people's uh, excitement levels. Like a lot of people on Twitter, are like, oh my god, can't wait to go back. This is the best. Thanks, Nintendo. Blah blah blah. And and I can respect that. And and I loved playing these games, but I'm not at that level where I'm running out day one. This is a must play. Like I'm gonna buy it eventually, but I don't think come um, the 18th of September I'm gonna be picking it up and investing all my time in these Mario games again. Like I'm I'm excited and I'm looking forward to it, and I'll get a I'll have to get a copy of it because uh, the end of March, it's, it's no can do anymore. That was the weird thing I've noticed. This this end of March date, I'm curious why that's such a relevant date because uh, that that gets taken off the shelves at the end of March. The uh, Super Mario Brothers Tetris 99, Super Mario Bros. 35, that's gone at the end of March. And then also uh, the Animal Crossing's New Horizon Mario crossover does not happen until March. So I'm wondering why, why March? this March date, like what's going to happen? What's the big announcement that we haven't seen yet as far as th- something coming up? Like, does this tie into licensing somehow? I don't know. Like, it's just weird that it's all fallen around that date. Yeah, it is baffling. And I, you wouldn't assume it would be a licensing issue. I mean, it's their own damn product, really. Yeah, you'd think Nintendo would have this thing under lock and key for the next several hundred years. And like you said, it's actually quite curious that they also made um, the Animal Crossing Mario-themed furniture not available until March as yeah. opposed to the September or, you know, the other, like, release dates. So, yeah, it's 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 curious. It's very, very curious. Um, a lot of people make jokes saying that this is just an outcry of um, we have to make money within our first quarter of the year. But... Um, I, I don't think Nintendo's been having too much. Like, there has been a lot of, like, um, you know, cheeky kind of, like, commentary on, like, Nintendo actually not providing anything, like, of, of substance. substance. This year. Yeah. yeah, outside of Animal Crossing, like, it's these re-releases now that is getting people excited and then they sort of forget that outside of, yeah, Animal Crossing, they haven't really had any big exclusive drop in 2020. Yeah, so, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be curious to see what comes comes from it. I mean... The whole limiting it to me is probably the only the, the other sorry the other thing that I've completely gone past fucking battle royale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's bizarre and and mixing in te- the Tetris ninety nine thing. I, I don't appreciate them referencing that because I'm not really interested in a Mario battle royale. But as a keen Tetris ninety nine player, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be able to say what the fuck without like being judged for my Tetris. Yeah. Uh, addiction yeah i don't know this is very curious i'm like uh, then once again i'm a bit kind of surprised i'm like uh, like don't get me wrong like the there's like the speed running community with um all the like a lot of mario titles so i guess in a sense like this does make sense yeah. like that the, there will there will be an audience for it so i mean remember when they launched like mario maker and it's like do people want to make their own mario levels and it turns out yes yes they do (laughs) the gaming community came together and said yes we are all (laughs) about this life (laughs) so i mean in the in the in the end for my personal interests like i said i'm like i'm kind of eh but like i mean for the like mario community nintendo community and everyone else in between like i mean it's content and it's content that's being brought to them a lot of people have nostalgia for um mario sunshine and mario galaxy so i mean let them have it yeah fantastic games out of all the announcements i think that um that super mario uh yeah the sort of the the super mario 3d all-stars pack is is the thing that's got me most excited i'm, I'm interested in this 
augmented reality Mario Kart thing, but I'm with you. I think play it twice and be like, yeah, cool, in the shelf, just like my SNES Mini, just like my NES Mini and, and everything else. You know, it's going to be this uh, yeah, knee-jerk reaction purchase that I'll love for 10 minutes and then forget about for the rest of my life. But it's just Nintendo. It's what they do. You know, they're, they're mixing in some nostalgia hooks with some quirky new techs and new weird game mechanics and, and merging of universes and, and somehow it usually sort of lands more often than not. Yeah, I mean, only time will tell and we always get really genuinely surprised, so. Mm. But just this March date, like I know Mario Day is what, March 10th, but yeah. this is saying the end of March, so it's not even landing on, on Mario Day, it's it's the 31st of March, so we'll see what Nintendo got going on there, but uh, what we can also see what's going up in the shorter term is this. New releases and events. We got a, a decent smattering of titles releasing this week. Uh, nothing that immediately comes to my mind for for myself as a much per, must purchase. The only things that I'm like, oh yeah, okay, is the uh, the Peril on Gorgon DLC for the Outer Worlds. It comes out on the 9th of September. That's something where I'm like, I could go back to that universe and and run around and see what Obsidian have done with this uh, Peril on Gorgon DLC. So that's interesting to me. Uh, the other one, even though I don't play the game, is The Sims 4, the Star Wars Journey to Batu game pack drops on the 8th of September. So they're two that I'd probably throw a bit of Johnny Cash at if I needed uh, you know, a bit of a distraction as opposed to the Avengers and, and Tony Hawk. Yeah, I'd probably just say The Sims, um, Star Wars um, Journey to Batu pack. I'd just be curious in it. I did kind of spy my uh, copy of The Sims um, when I was loading up Apex. And I'm like, oh do I rip off that band-aid and start playing Sims 4 again? So <laughs> that's a crazy addiction. So yeah, that's about it that's, that we've got on for new releases and new yep. content coming out. Yeah, fair call indeed. All right, let's move into the last part of this week's pod. Tweet of the week. And this uh, tweet, a little bit different in tone to uh, some of the usual ones we, we share on here, but it comes via way of at Chadwick Boseman. And it reads, it is with immeasurable grief that we can confirm the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer in 2016 and battled with it these last four years as it progressed to stage four. A true fighter, Chadwick persevered through it all and brought you many of the films you have come to love so much. From Marshall to The Five Bloods, August Wilson's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and several more. All were filmed during the, and between countless surgeries and chemotherapy. It was the honour of his career to bring King T'Challa to life in Black Panther. He died in his home with his wife and family by his side. The family thanks you for your love and prayers and asks that you continue to respect their privacy during this difficult time. So this was huge and it came out of nowhere. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, last, last weekend this occurred and it was completely out of left field. No one knew that he was fighting this battle for the last four and a half years or so and the fact that he was able to still perform and be this this positive light for just people in general and specifically for the black community like you can see the impact he had bringing uh king t'challa to life in black panther and and the way that's changed a lot of people for for the better and, and how that movie as a whole represented the black community especially sort of the the african cultures and the, the tribes mm. and everything like that that don't really get much attention on main, mainstream media. Uh, it's huge and it's a massive loss. Like 43 is very young. Like as we were saying earlier, like that's that's 10 years older than us right now. And to, to think that 
it, it can strike you down this quickly. Like you never know when your time is up. And to see him still go to work every day with the same energy and passion and dedication and just pureness of heart. Like everything he seems to do, every interview I've seen and every highlight clip that they've showcased of Chadwick's life was all just, you know, he was just awe-inspiring with everything he did and just the way he went around, uh, you know, his day-to-day. It was just full of kindness. And this is a big loss. And I think it hit a lot of people. Like there was so much positive word coming out from people from all walks of life this week on social media regarding his passing. Yeah, it was it was absolutely shocking. Like um, to also, you know, have a person in the celebrity limelight being able to hold extremely personal details about themselves and keep it to themselves. You know, like a lot of his like acting buddies and everyone everyone that he kind of worked with had no idea. He mm-hmm. really did keep it really you know close to home, um, which I really respect um, because he like. You know, he continued working, he continued, you know, doing his art and his, you know, something that he was really passionate about and like you kind of shone light on and how important, you know, some of these roles were to just the people out there. And I believe he understood that and he, you know, that's why he continued doing what he did and just highlighting also about like personal health and everything and the importance of staying on top of, you know, just getting yourself checked and, you know, being very aware with what with, with your body and like as we get older unfortunately we have to really you know stay in tuned and always get checked because like I know that a lot of people also took this opportunity to you know talk about people in their lives who got mm-hmm. diagnosed with colon cancer at young ages you know like a lot of us you know in our 30s we still think we're far far away from like a lot of the more you know usually attached to older age cancers or you know sickness or ailments so it's better for us to always you know just remember that we need to stay on top of that sort of thing because you never know 100 percent. like we're all pretty fragile at the end of the day you know we're just flesh and bone and some organs and this kind of thing can hit you at any stage of your life so even though you're in your 20s your 30s whatever and you feel bulletproof take a second to sort of swallow that pride and that ego down and yet yeah, do these things that the doctors recommend go get you know Get, get screened for, for whatever you know, potential risk you have. Go to the, go see the doctor regularly when you're not feeling right. Get these tests done every few years because it's going to go a long way to helping you stay healthy and stay alive and li- live a good full life because, yeah, things like this happen every day and we never mm-hmm. hear about it until it's someone, I guess, of this magnitude and we get this light shined on it for this hot moment, you know, this, this sort of period of time where it's like, shit, I need to do this now. But once, you know, Chadwick becomes, I guess, less of a focal point from this week and, and his story, it's always going to be relevant, but it's not as heavily uh, portrayed in the media as is. Mm. Keep these checkups up to date, you know. Don't just do it when the next big headline occurs, you know. See your doctor every year, get these tests every year, get these screenings done every whatever frequency is recommended. Don't just go, oh, it'll be all right. I'll get there eventually, you know. Don't, don't push this shit aside because we've all lost people we care about unexpectedly and at ages that are far too young to to say goodbye to somebody due to things like that where that ego and that just false sense of confidence just overrules Mm -hmm. medical science really so exactly yeah swallow it down go get it done whatever it is these tests yeah they might be uncomfortable but for 10 seconds 20 seconds of your life to give you years on top of that is nothing so get it done exactly yeah but yeah you'll be severely missed and 
just seeing the outcry from everybody and all the memories and moments getting shared that, that people have had with Chadwick, whether they're celebrity friends, whether they're African-American students that have gone to the same university or mm. uh, there's a great shot with, um, with Jimmy Kimmel where after one of the screenings of The Black Panther, getting a lot of people from the African-American community sort of saying how that movie impacted them in front of the poster after the screening mm-hmm. and then Chadwick's popping out and talking to them all and just seeing... Yeah the impact he had on them in that moment. It's its very special and not many people can do that. So yeah, you will be missed. And yeah, we hope your family and friends and everyone in that circle is doing as good as they can during this time. But yeah, this has uh, been episode 209 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. Sorry to sort of end things on a bit of a somber note, but uh, it's real. This kind of stuff happens and it needs to be talked about. But yeah, mm-hmm. this has been episode 209 of the hungry gamers podcast anything else you wanted to say before we close this down for another week miss hart no i'm just um probably going to highlight the 8-bit youtube channel um we should hopefully see some content going up this week so you know keep an eye out in that space that is true there's going to be at least two or three videos because i've got ones from sammy deej that i haven't uploaded in about a week and a half so sorry deej i'll get there i've been shitty full ownership of it right now but i'm going to get one of those uploaded after recording this morning but uh, outside of that one last little positive note the first three episodes of season two of the boys is available now on amazon prime i watched the first episode of season two yesterday uh and it's so good i've missed this show so much and can't wait for you to finally watch this show miss hart so we can talk about it maybe it's gonna be all about this show <laughs> maybe we can have a twitch watch party oh yeah i don't want you talking juna otherwise i'm <laughs> kicking you out of the stream who's that guy what's going on god Miss hard again. <laughs> All right, 8-Bit Nation, it has been our pleasure to bring you this episode, but until next week when we're back for episode 210 of THG, much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Seriously, though, pink glazed donuts are the best. Get some. Four pack from Donut King, $15. But if you're an American, you can probably get them for like a dollar. Pink glazed is the best. Love you, bye.